and welcome into another great edition of Strong Style, our weekly Impact Media dive into the world of mixed martial arts, pro wrestling, and all combat sports in between. I'm Jeremy the Impact York. Welcome in. It's been a uh, fun week so far. I hope you guys are all having fun as well. Big weekend. Uh, Monster weekend, of course, had uh, the PFL here in Atlanta starting last Friday and the next two Fridays. I implore you, if you are in the Atlanta area, go nab tickets. This is a fantastic event. They uh, just exceptional, just exceptional. We'll put it that way. Um, Saturday had a uh, all day family function that went uh, just absolutely perfect. Sunday, tried to recover from all that, and uh, last night, another family function to uh, celebrate a couple birthdays. So, been a big week so far. Hopefully, you guys are having fun as well. Obviously, we're going to dive into the world of of, uh, WWE and Impact Wrestling and a lot of the things like that. But first, let's start... As I have my official sheet, you guys can probably hear straight from the event. I want to start with fighting. Let's start with the world of mixed martial arts. And I'm going to start with the PFL. Oh, before we get into that, because I am so prone to forget to do, if you would like to follow the show at Team Impact Media on Twitter, you can look us up on Facebook, either under Impact Media or check Strong Style, That Sports Show, any of those will find us. Uh, you can look myself up as well, Jeremy York, at the Impact 99. We'll find uh, pretty much me on any social media that there is if you want to go that route. Or anywhere you can get a podcast. And uh, also make sure to check out our friends at betonline.net. And we will get to them uh, just here in a minute. Let's start. PFL 4, otherwise known as the uh, kind of second round of the regular season. Everybody's second fights. And it st- the night started off. We had no cancellations, first of all. The night started off. Uh, well, it started off really cool for me because um, while kind of hanging outside the arena about to go in, I noticed that someone wearing an American Top Team official shirt was standing in front of me. And uh, didn't take me very long to realize the person standing in front of me was somebody that I have been wanting to meet for a while. And it was Dan Lambert. Yep, got you guys may have saw the photo I posted, got to talk, uh, chatted up with Dan for... About uh, 10, 15 minutes or so as we were both uh, waiting to get cleared to go into the building. Uh, of course, American Top Team has about uh, 10, 11, 12, 13 fighters in PFL 4 and PFL 5 that are fighting. A uh, big day for them as well. And uh, also got chatted up a little bit about his AEW work. And uh, just absolute cool guy. Just I, I know he plays... Maybe an annoying pastor or those sorts of things on screen. But 
he's really nice in public. Or at least he was to me. So, Dan, I definitely appreciate it. Uh, hopefully run into each other uh, here soon, as well as we talked about some cool stuff. But, uh, yeah, that's how my night began. Nothing like uh, before the first fight, you run into uh, Dan Lambert. Um, if he was not about to go on screen, I saw Kenny Florian. Of course, Randy Couture was down there. Great to see Lillian Garcia. She's one of the best. Just overall, just a, a fantastic setup. That's, that's part of what I like about the PFL. Well, let's start. Let's start with the... Of course, PFL 4 was about the lightweights and the light heavyweights. So let's start with the opening contest, which was in the lightweight division, where Nate Jitterman picked up the win over last-minute replacement Jacob Childers. But uh, Childers had a pretty good performance. Nate was fun to talk to afterwards. Uh, just, Just all the fighters were super cool. But Nate very much said, I will fight anybody you put in front of me. When asked about who's next, he said, uh, whoever it needs to be. Good answer, Nate. We'll move on to the light heavyweight division where Josh Silvera was able to pick up the victory over uh, Martin uh, Hamlet. This is a good fight. Uh, Silvera found a... uh, Found some solid holes in the game of Hamlet, and uh, this this one was fun to watch. And uh, once again, Josh was was very cool to talk to. He very much said the same thing that uh, whether he's in the playoffs or not, which at the current moment he is not. He, he is actually eliminated. At the time, he could have been in. But, uh, you know, he only got the uh, the one fight in. So, uh, but I mean, got the, the great six points out of it. But uh, he has been uh, eliminated. And is Jennerman, too? Can we, can we pull that up? Is he in the lightweights? Um, yeah, I don't think he made it in either. Okay. Fair enough. But that led us to the third fight of the night, Robert Wilkinson versus Victor Pesta. Uh, Wilkinson made very, very short work of Victor Pesta. I believe it was only about a minute and a half in or something like that. He already had a strong showing in the first fight. He ends up as the number one seed in the light heavyweight division. Uh, he was also super cool. He has an epic mustache. I would say if you were the co-creators of Tacoma FD, I know you had Stipe on there, you have got to have Robert Wilkinson on there just for the mustache. It has got fireman mustache written all over it. But uh, he is actually the number one seed in the light heavyweight division. We will. I will kind of call them out as we go uh, that way. And a lot of people call it an upset, but this guy can fight. And maybe it's an upset because his opponent was a uh, is very popular. But uh, Delon Monty 
with a massive win. The stoppage because of punches over Emiliano Sordi, who won a couple years ago, won the uh, the whole division, the light heavyweight division. Uh, Sordi has had a rough patch in the past couple years. I, I I don't know what he needs to do to turn it around. I'm a big Sordi fan, but uh, Delon Monty, man, he he not only deserved this win, he was fired up. He is very intense. And that's not some like nice way of putting it or not. No, he's he's very intense. Uh, he was uh, he was actually the only fighter to crack open a sponsored beer that would be Bud Light at the press conference and uh, proceeded to drink it the entire time he was talking to us. He's I don't think he felt a bit of it. I think he was just thirsty. But uh, Delon Monty sneaks in as the the four seed. He actually has the tiebreaker over Josh uh, Silvera. So Delon Monty will take on Robert Wilkinson coming up uh, in the first round of the playoffs, which the first round of these will be in New York, I believe. I believe in Madison Square Garden. A lot of them are looking forward to that. Let's go to fight number five. We'll go back to the lightweight division where uh, Nathan Schulte had the big win over Marcin Held. Uh, it did not help Schulte in the long run as he finishes sixth place and eliminated from contention. Good fight. These are all good fights. Um, Omari Akhmedov got a massive win, even though uh, he did not look like the victor by the end. But it, uh, it it was, I believe it was an arm triangle or something, but it was masterful over Theodorus Oxtoulis. And uh, Mari was actually the only one we did not get to talk to post-fight because he uh, took a small little ambulance ride to get checked out at the local facility uh, for some of his uh, battle scars. But Omari is going to be the number two seed going forward. Who will he face? Well, we will get to that very, very shortly because we're going to hop back to the lightweight division where uh, a very follically challenged or newly aerodynamic Jeremy Stevens. I uh, don't don't believe me. You should uh, look at some of my photos and what he looks like on the Jumbotron and what he actually showed up as a drastic difference, but uh, Jeremy Stevens gets a great win over Miles Price. He absolutely won the fight. Um, did not quite qualify as uh, he ends up number seven. Did not qualify because he only got the three points with one and one, but uh, kept talking to us about his new sponsorship with the Posley uh, hair medical people, which which was really funny. Um, he, I'm pretty sure he does not have he does not have that said sponsorship. But uh, new look, he wanted to do something different. He had been on a skid for a little while, for a couple of years, and uh, he looks like he's back. Looks like he's back. He had a he had a great time there. Now we get Roush Monfio took on Olivier Aubin Mercier. Well, Olivier, with a, uh, a great performance, 
he ends up with the victory. He ends up with the number two seed. And he almost drew Monfio in the next round. But Monfio knew that he was pretty much in. He already had four points. Everybody else pretty much had three. So he, he had a very safe fight. Just fine. He is the uh, reigning champ coming in. But uh, Olivier said he goes, he may have been, you know, fighting safe, but he was still throwing some shots. But Olivier becomes the number two contender. Uh, Monfio is the number four, so they would have to face off in the final if they face each other. Now, Anthony Pettis, who has not fought, he is the top contender. No matter what happens, he is the top seed. Olivier is pretty much, pretty much going to be the two, I believe. Ralph Monfio, or Roush Monfio, not Ralph, I don't know where to get that. Roush Monfio has four points and can only be passed by Stevie Ray, who is going to face Anthony Pettis coming up. Stevie Ray would have to get at least a, I think, third round stoppage, if not a second round stoppage, just to uh, maybe unseat Monfio, which could be interesting that the defending champion is not in. That's a, that's a theme. But congratulations to Olivier, who was, uh, it was very fun to talk to him and... Uh, I think it was uh, Nathan Schulte. I really appreciated them at the press conference because they, especially Schulte, did not 100% always understand maybe the phrasing and some of the words we were using to ask questions. And he would he would say, uh, "Give me a second or excuse me," and he would look at the translator. The translator would would uh, translate it to him, and then he would answer us back in English. So uh, I, I very much appreciate I have no problem with that because there are times, uh, like when we were talking to Delon Monty, he strictly talks Portuguese in very intense Portuguese. Most of us had no idea. I don't speak Portuguese, and he doesn't speak English very well. So it's, glad, it's good that we have translators that can let us know uh, what's going on with this? So I, I appreciate the effort of, of everybody that way, even the ones who spoke English. Hey, there were times we had to repeat questions because we just said them too fast. We got excited. Things happen. But uh, Olivier was was fantastic. Um, let's go to the light heavyweight once more. I told you Robert Wilkinson is number one. I told you Amari is number two. And I told you Delon Monty is number four. Well, who was number three? That would be the reigning light heavyweight champion, Antonio Carlos Jr., who beat beat Bruce Salto. It was the Battle of Brazil, two Brazilians. So Antonio Carlos Jr. slides himself into third place. That means we will get Wilkinson versus Monty. Man, that's going to be fun. And we're going to get Agmedov versus Carlos Jr., that uh, that's that's going to be fantastic. That's that's a good New York final. In the lightweight, it came down to Clay Collard 
versus Alexander Martinez. Pretty much whoever won was going to have the points to get in and potentially be seated, you know, somewhere. These three went to three rounds, and I would say this. I would say the first round, Clay Collard. The second round, Alexander Martinez. And the third round, because I had this as a split decision, it was a split decision among the referees. So much so that Lillian stood for a while waiting for the response from the judges. Then once she looked at it, she read it. She went back to verify that they had, that that was what they wanted to say. This was a type. I had the third round going to Martinez. Two of the three judges agreed with me. Alexander Martinez wins by decision. Uh, Collard um, congratulated Martinez and uh, got his stuff and left. And I, I don't blame him. He, he had no obligation to talk to us or anybody else. He's very disappointed. This is two years in a row after being the, the popular favorite that he does not make the playoffs. He's going to have to go back and rethink some things. I very much think we will see him next year. But, uh, yep, newsflash, Clay Collard out, Alexander Martinez in. So, we're going to get Anthony Pettis versus either, well, at the moment, it would be Pettis and Monfio, uh, Auburn Mercier, and Martinez. Stevie Ray is the only one who can disrupt all this, depending on what him and Anthony Pettis do. So, we will uh, we will have to wait and see and go from there. Because PFL 5 is going, it's a little earlier, which does not hurt my feelings at all. A little earlier in that uh, if you want to see the prelims on ESPN Plus, they're at 5.30, 9 p.m. on ESPN and ESPN Plus, as long as there is not... As long as there is not um, softball or cornhole or gosh, who knows what. But it will be the the heavyweights and the lightweights. Let's go through these real quick. And I am going to try to actually write these down because I thought I did pretty good on my picks. But I need to go back and actually uh, see if maybe I did. Let's get something right on here. All right, here we go. We got Capaloza versus Scheifel. These two are going to come out banging. I'm going to take Capaloza. In the co-main event, Anthony Pettis versus Stevie Ray. Pettis is probably going to fight a, 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 a not, you know, a safe fight, not get injured, but still kind of push himself. Uh, hopefully, he holds up Stevie Ray. Stevie Ray's going for points. He needs four, five, six just to be in the run. Five and six gets him in. Four creates a discussion. Who am I going to take in this? Anthony Pettis. 
because I think he's going to have a safe fight, but I think he's going to keep Stevie Ray uh, at bay, uses his length a little bit. Next up, we're going to get Chris Wade versus Kyle Bochniak. Chris Wade has three points currently. Um, he, he needs points, too, to get in. This is actually a featherweight bout. Um, I'm going Chris Wade in that one. Not just because he needs the points. Uh, I just, I think... I think he's uh, when he's focused and he's got the drive that he does. I think uh, Bosniak's uh, not going to be able to uh, keep up to his fitness level. Another heavyweight division. We're going to get Raynon Ferreira, currently with six points, versus Klitson Abreu. It's going to be a fun fight. Obviously, Ferreira with six points is uh, is sitting at a, at a decent spot. You got uh, Abreu trying to come out, come out and uh, ruin the party a little bit. I think uh, Ferreira is going to have that one. Also heavyweight, we're going to get Anti uh, Delea versus Shelton Graves. I think you take uh, is it Delia? Delia? It's Delia. Take Delia in this one. Uh, Shelton Graves has not fought in the PFL. He is probably an alternate. And uh, Ante is looking to move up in the standings. Another heavyweight. These are going to be the big bruisers. Got Dennis Goltsov versus Maurice Green. Goltsov has six points. He needs to move up. I had... The ones that, that need the points, I think, that's who I'm going with a lot of them. And yes, they may be a lot of the favorites, but it is just the way things are shaking out. Uh, Sam Kai is going to face Juan Adams in the heavyweight division, neither of which have fought in the PFL up until this point. So it will be their debut. Uh, depending on how the points shake out, I mean, there's always that possibility they could you know, they could uh, shake things up a little bit. Um, I'm going to take Adams. In the featherweight division, we get Bubba Jenkins versus Reynaldo Exxon. Bubba Jenkins is the more popular fighter. Exxon has not fought in the PFL up until this point. I will tell you right now, they have a very similar record. We're 17-5 versus 18-5. But Jenkins is going to win this fight. He's just uh, he's really good. And he's one of the popular favorites. Now the featherweight. We're going to get Lance Palmer versus Jermon Moraes. Palmer needs a big performance. Uh, Moraes... He, I mean, he can kind of play spoiler for Moraes. I'm going to take Palmer to spoil Moraes' chances of uh, getting more points. This is a fighter I've been looking forward to for a long time. Brendan Lownane 
is going to face uh, Ago Huskick. Huskick has never fought in the PFL up until this point. Uh, Lau Nain has only fought once, but he is 1-0. He has the three points. He has a lot of the advantages. And uh, he has he has been there. He has been around a lot longer. Uh, I think Lau Nain is uh, going to take this one. Is that the opener? No. We're going to get a featherweight bout to open. We're actually going to get 11 fights. Alejandro Flores breaks his 1-0 PFL record against uh, Ryoji Kudo, who is 0-1. Flores has fought 10 more times than Kudo. Doesn't mean that much. Uh, he's a little taller, though, and uh, has a little bit more of an arm reach. I think Flores is uh, probably probably going to have this one. So we'll go with Flores. So to recap, Flores over Kudo. Launane over Huskick. Palmer over Moraes. Jenkins, Bubba Jenkins over Exxon. Taking Adams over Kai. Could be key. Taking Goltzoff over Green. Taking... Uh, Delia against Graves. I'm taking Ferreira against Abreu. I'm taking Wade over Bochniak. Pettis over Ray. And Capaloza over Scheifel. We have officially spent 25 minutes talking about the PFL. Once again, come join us if you get the ability to. And say hi. It it uh it it honestly makes my night when you guys stop me at events, even even to tell me I suck. That's fine. It means you're listening, and if you're listening, then I'm doing my job. But speaking of people who did their job, let's go into UFC Fight Night. We're gonna talk about the main card. Cool thing is everybody who had a finish. Not a decision. Everybody who had a finish on this card got a $50,000 bonus, I believe. So Dana said he was just in a good mood, and he really liked how all the fights went, and that's why he decided to do that. Usually it's just about three fights that get that. But uh, he said he felt pretty good and uh, wanted to reward people. Did not say that was what they would do going forward. So that's what they did that day. Now let's talk about it. Josh Emmett defeats Calvin Cutter. Calvin really needed this to try to propel himself up, but instead, Josh Emmett, who looked like he had got jumped by a uh, by an angry mob of of uh, Mike Tyson trainers, by the end of it, was actually the winner and uh, and and deserved the win. I, I felt like he did more than enough to win the fight anyway. He won the split decision. It was that close. But uh, now Emmett is looking at himself as a top contender. And uh, Cutter is is going to have to, or Cater, is going to have to kind of go by the drawing board a little bit and rebound quickly before he slides down the card. Kevin Holland had the good submission over Tim Means. Look, Tim Means is a great veteran, but uh, Kevin Holland wasn't here to play. He was here to win. And uh, round two, minute and a half in is when that submission dropped. 
Joaquin Buckley gets the TKO via doctor stoppage over Albert uh, Durev. This, uh, the, they called the doctor in after the second round. It's not a second round stoppage, it's technically a third round stoppage. But they called the doctor in, the doctor checked out uh, some cuts and bruising and things on Durev and determined he was not fit to fight. You hate to see it that way, but it is for the safety of the competitors. And that is also why Josh Emmett, who had the doctor called in on him between rounds four and five, was kind of worried because he knew one had stopped and the the doctor said, no, nah, I think you're good, which is good. He went on to win. Um, Demir Ismagulov gets the split decision over Garam Kudutalaze. I wanted to make sure I say that name right. You guys give me crap for saying them wrong all the time. Ismagulov uh, had the slightly better performance. That's why he wins a split decision. And finally, Gregory Rodriguez with the TKO over Julian Marquez. Three minutes and 18 seconds into the contest. A lot of other good fights on there. If you want to go, uh, go, I think ESPN Plus is probably showing the replays. Uh, seeing Natalia Silva beat Jasmine uh, Jasmine-Vicious. That was a fun fight. Um, Jeremy Wells over Court McGee. Cody Stamens, uh TKO over Eddie Wineland. That that was a fun one. Phil Hawes with a with a TKO victory over Duran. Uh, yeah, Duran win. Go back and watch. Fantastic, fantastic. The fun thing about fight nights is they could be pay per view quality, and they're just not. They're most of the time on regular ESPN or ESPN Plus. Let's go into the main card, which will be the top five fights of UFC Fight Night. Sarukian versus Gamrot. That is Armand Sarukian versus Matias Gamrot. Lightweight division. Looks like the whole main card is on ESPN. ESPN 2 for the next three fights. And... and, uh, I think almost all of them are on ESPN Plus, ESPN2, or ESPN. Um, in the lightweight division, though, do I have Sarukian or Gamrot? Uh, Sarukian is the favorite. That's tough. Um, give me Gamrot. Give me Gamrot. It is plus 230 if you decide to visit our friends at betonline.net that I will tell you about shortly. Uh, plus two thirty is not bad. Now these are just these are different odds. I'm not sure what BetOnline.net has. Go check them out and find out. Tell them the impact sent you. But uh, plus two thirty for Gamrot, I'll take it. Match number two, the co-main event is Neil Magny versus uh, Shavat Rachmanov. Rachmanov is a big favorite. Uh, I understand that Rock Bottom is really good. That's fine. Neil Magny is no slouch either. So, you know, I think I'll still take Rock Bottom, not because he's a heavy favorite. I do think he can, uh, I think his skills are just slightly better than Neil Magny. But hey, as I said last week about the Clay Collard, Alex Martinez fight, is it, I'm going to pick Collard. I picked Collard in that one. 
But would it surprise me if Martinez won? No. Would it surprise me here if Magny won? No, not at all. But I'm taking Rachmano. Uh Josh Parisian versus Alan Boudot. I will take Josh Parisian, who uh, this is a pick'em fight the way they have him here. I will take Josh Parisian to pick up the win in the heavyweight division there. Uh, match number four is Thiago Moises versus Christos Giagos. Looks like Moises is the slight favorite. Um, Thiago Moises is a really, really good fighter. I will take Thiago Moises. Almost talked myself into going the other direction, but I did not. And then the uh, last of the main card, even though it is not the last of the ESPN matchups, it's like the top six are on ESPN. ESPN 2 is going to carry matches 7, 8, 9, and 12. Not sure why 10 and 11 are not uh, featured, but uh, here's what it is. But uh, Nate Manis versus Umar Nurmagomedov. Nurmagomedov is a giant favorite at min minus 900. Think about it this way. That means you would have to pay nine. You would have to put up $900 to win 100. Yeah, at plus 600, if you wanted to throw 10 bucks, you know, 20 bucks or something on Nate Manis, hey, great. Probably going to lose your money, but, you know, at plus 600, it's, uh, it's like uh, six, six to one. I'll take that. Um, but I'm going to take Nurmagomedov. I think you should, too. And not to be outdone, also on Friday, is Bellator 282. Musasi versus Evelyn. Lots of fighting this weekend. Both PFL 5 and Bellator 282 will be going head-to-head -head with UFC Fight Night uh, Sarukian versus Gamrot being on Saturday. Talk about the main card of Musasi versus Evelyn, including starting there. Gegar Musasi who is the current middleweight champion, is going to take on Johnny Evelyn, who is undefeated. Musasi is the skilled veteran by far. Uh, Johnny Evelyn has a chance to, to knock off the champ. Most people are, are on the Musasi side. I believe I'm going to go on that side as well. I do not think it goes... All five rounds. Um, I think something happens in the fourth round. But uh, I'm taking Musasi. Leandro Higo is going to take on Danny Sabatello in the Bantamweight World Grand Prix. This one's pretty split with the way you guys have already picked. Um, I will take Danny Sabatello. Also, as part of the World Grand Prix, you're going to get Magomed Magomedov versus Enrique Barzola. Barzola is no slouch of a fighter, but Magomed Magomedov is probably going to win this bout, and you should pick him too. Uh, in a welterweight 
battle. You were going to get Brennan Ward versus Cassius Kane. Two cool names, by the way. Absolutely cool names. Um, I will take Brennan Ward in that one. I think uh, he's, he's got the slight upper hand. Undercard's got a bunch of other big people as well. But that will do our fighting segment for Strong Style. So before we get into talking about the world of pro wrestling, right now I want to tell you about our friends at betonline.net. This is Jeremy the Impact York from Board Check, Strong Style, and That Sports Show. You guys are always wondering where you can take your picks when you try to outdo us here on the show. Visit our friends at betonline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews and news, including this year's NHL playoffs and Major League Baseball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline.net, where the game starts. And we're back here on Strong Style. Hope you guys visit our friends at betonline.net where you can uh, take a lot of this information we give you and uh, put a few of those put a few of those bills from the wallet in there. You know, the ones with all the uh, all the precedents on them. Now, let's get into the world of the WWE. Now, we all know with all the turmoil and things going on, that Vince McMahon has stepped away. We know that John Laronitis has also been uh, put on paid leave. I think uh, I think Tom Pritchard has taken over his role, and Stephanie has stepped back in to take over Vince's role while they investigate this giant cover. I'm not going to talk a lot about it because you guys have already read about it. There's not much else I can tell you that you don't already know. Um, just know that this is going to get ironed out one way or the other. It could involve some big changes, but it may not. We will see what happens. So let's jump into Raw. The things that you uh, you really need to know. The Seth-AJ feud could be fun. They need to build somebody up because Cody was the one they were building up. And now he's going to be out for a while. So Seth and AJ is a feud worth watching. The two of them really know how to work, really know how to put on a show. And um, I think Seth will probably get the upper hand in that, even though it won't hurt AJ if he does. Uh, what else was there? The Kevin Owens-Ezekiel storyline, even though it has went way longer than, than I really would like it to, it's going to come to a head because this past Monday, no spoilers because I have not watched it yet, um, Ezekiel said that not only will he have a match on Monday's Raw, but Elias is going to have a concert. This is going to get to a point where I think at some point the two of them are either going to be tag team partners in a match or appear in the same place at the same time. And I look forward to how they're going to pull that off. And the fact that KO is the one doing it on the other side it's just making it that much better. 
Um, lastly, in theory, in these pose downs are uh, pretty interesting. Obviously, lastly, is going to win a lot of pose downs because he is part bodybuilder, part MMA fighter, part pro wrestler. He is uh, just uh, Greek Adonis looking. Now, there he's no slouch either. He's a workout maniac, but uh, Last is going to have the upper hand on any kind of pose downs. I want to see where this feud goes because Lastly is another one that you could build up. You could really build up and, and have him as a world title contender. Uh, potentially to beat Roman. I mean, lastly, if you build him right, you definitely could do that. But uh, we all know how highly they think of theory. So we will just have to see. We will just have to see what they do from there. Let's jump into the world of SmackDown. Uh, Vince McMahon come out. He said, basically said he repeated what the John Cena stuff in the, the intro before was the, the three words, you know, now here, now forever, whatever it is. Uh, then he said, welcome to SmackDown and, uh, promptly did a mic drop and walked off. Maybe cause he knows it's going to be the last time for a while. He's going to be able to do that. But, um, either way, it was good to see Vinnie Mac. Good to see him in good spirits. And we'll, once again, see where that goes from there. Um, as far as stuff they did, uh, Raquel Rodriguez defeated Shayna Baszler in a Money in the Bank qualifier match. Figured that would kind of happen. It kind of sucks the Queen of Spades is not going to be in said match, or at least at this moment she's not. But Raquel is kind of the, the new shiny toy on... SmackDown, and uh, she's a legitimate contender for Rousey's title, so potentially her having the briefcase is not a bad thing. And the other thing on SmackDown, we had Riddle versus Roman. Riddle did a pretty good job. Roman did a way better job. Roman ends up with the win, as he should, and now Riddle cannot challenge for the world title as long as Roman has it. Which could be a, a longer while still. It may not be because Brock Lesnar came down, took out the Usos, and uh, scared Roman Reigns. So it looks like Brock and Roman will face one more time. Fun stuff, right? In the world of NXT. Uh, the Creed brothers defended their tag titles against... Um, was it Malik Blade and uh, Idris Anafe? Malik and Anafe are a good team, but uh, the Creed brothers retain as they should. Uh, Tiffany Stratton and Fallon Henley had a rematch from the tournament they were in just a couple weeks ago, where uh, I believe Fallon actually won this one. And uh, it's a good match. These are two of the young stars that, that they should be getting behind. We know about Roxanne Perez. We know about um, forgot her name. What is her name? 
Oh, Cora Jade. You know, people like that. Those, those are other people they should they should really be uh, rallying behind because they can carry this this brand and division for a while. Uh, looks like Braun Breaker's next opponent is going to be Cameron Grimes. I'm sure that match will go to the moon. I kind of look forward to that. Cameron Grimes is a guy that uh, if he gets a run with the title, I think it will be, uh, it may even be a short run, but I think him with the world title, as soon as he drops it, he'll probably get a call up to either Raw or SmackDown. I just, I have that feeling. If not, I think he'll be down to NXT for a while where he's making a pretty good run. We saw the debut of Giovanni Vinci. Which is basically Fabian Eichner. It's just, uh, this is this new thing where he looks like he drives a Ferrari or a Lamborghini or something. And uh, he's still so fluid. One of the better, just, mechanic wrestlers in the ring. Uh, he took on Guru Raj, but uh, Giovanni with the big win. We will see what they do with him. There'll probably be a couple more weeks of him doing things like that. And then he'll jump into a program with somebody. Uh, Indy Hartwell, Roxanne Perez, and Cora Jade defeated Toxic Attraction. It doesn't prove anything because it's, it's about time for Toxic Attraction to start losing a little bit. Not necessarily the titles out of nowhere because there's the tag titles should have went to KC Squared, as I call them. Um, Mandy is world champ. It's not a bad thing. So we'll, we'll leave that where it is. But... That was pretty much the world of WWE this week. Not a lot of big stuff, but they've got a big show coming up pretty soon. I think Money in the Bank is July 2nd, so next Saturday at 8 p.m. I think that's when that is. Um, let's see. That led us to AEW, Road Rager. Uh, they got where they are naming all their shows again. Uh, Jericho took on Ortiz in a hair versus hair match where Fuego del Sol come and helped Jericho win. Turns out it was Sammy Guevara under a mask. Uh, so even later in the night when Ortiz ran out, he kept his beard. He no longer has hair on top of his head. It's a good look. For but uh, it's a good match, and that's that's actually a match that myself and Dan Lambert talked about, uh, about all the stuff that goes into a match like that. Uh, Wardlow beat up 20 security guards and won that match. It's kind of weird, but uh, probably match of the night. Dax Harwood of FTR versus Will Ospreay. We know Dax has been pretty good in the solo stuff here and there, including defeating his, his um, partner in the tournament. And Will Ospreay is probably one of the top five wrestlers on the planet. Well, Ospreay gets the win, but Harwood, to me, more than showcased that he can hold his own uh, anytime he wants. Uh, Ethan Page with Dan Lambert took on Miro 
in a tournament match, and Miro uh, was able to defeat Paige. Miro is one of those guys that very, very soon he's going to probably have a title belt around his waist, and it should not surprise anyone at all. Maybe with some of the uh, talent exchanges and Forbidden Door stuff, maybe it's an Impact Championship, it's uh, New Japan, it's uh, AAA Mexico, maybe one of those. But either way, I see him with a title belt very soon. Dr. Brett Baker, DMD, took on Tony Storm. This is probably my second favorite match of the card. Tony Storm actually got the win in this one. Uh, it got a little clunky at the end, but beyond that, these two know how to go. Um, Young Bucks defeated Jungle Express in a ladder match. It uh, And then at the very end, uh, after the match, Christian turned on Jungle Boy. Looks like he's going to finally split off and Maybe do something other than run his mouth and wear a jacket. I moved us to Rampage, where Moxley defeated Dante Martin. Great match. Great match. Dante Martin's another guy that uh, if something happens where his his uh, brother's not able to, to continue to tag with him all the time, Dante Martin could be a single star. Um, Gun Club and Max Caster defeated Bear Country and Leon... Ruff or Ruffney or it's Leon Ruff, but I, I'm not I didn't catch what his last name actually is. But uh, Max Caster's commentaries, especially on his way to the ring, his raps are great. He couldn't do them on WWE because they are a little PG-13-ish, but uh, he needs to keep doing what he's doing. And when his partner returns, the acclaimed need to go on a big run. We got to see Hookhausen for a minute. That's always a good thing. And uh, Bobby Fish versus Darby Allen was a fantastic match. I believe it was a rematch from the tournament. Darby wins, of course. Kyle O'Reilly comes down to help Fish out. And the returning Sting. Sting is back. Good to see the Stinger back. On New Japan this week, El Desperado took on Hiromu Takahashi. I'm a big Hiromu Takahashi fan. In the Super Junior Tournament final, your winner of the Super Junior Tournament, Hiromu Takahashi. Uh, he's one of those guys that it's like he they kind of paint him out to be a heel, but he could really be a face if he wanted to. People love the guy. Great worker. Kind of reminds me of the ability of Carlito from years ago. Um, and then, of course, Impact Wrestling had a slam anniversary over the weekend. And some fun things happened. Slammiversary was their 20th year that they've been around, including the Impact years, or the Impact Wrestling years, the TNA years, all that. Um, lots of good stuff. Uh, Rich Swan defended his Impact Digital Media Championship against Brian May on the pre-show. Rich Swan retains Brian, Brian uh, Myers, rather, not May, Brian Mace. 
something totally different. Brian Myers, uh, he, he is a great, great wrestler. And uh, it's, uh, he does a good job. They did a reverse battle royal, like 20 people or so. But you start outside the ring, and then so many of you make it into the ring. And once you get into the ring, Once so many people are in the ring, then you qualify for the battle royal to be thrown out of the ring. When you get to the final two, it becomes uh, it becomes a one-on-one to which Shark Boy won. Shark Boy and Johnny Swinger. Johnny Swinger threw Sharkboy over the top rope. Did not realize that's not how you win. And then Sharkboy come in, hit the cutter, and Sharkboy wins. Good, good throwback. It had a lot of fun people in it. It's a way to get everybody in, everybody from uh, from Macklin to, to Young and Swinger and all those guys. Uh, Ultimate X, Speedball Mike Bailey wins as he defeats Ace Austin, Trey Miguel, Kenny King, Alex Zane and Andrew Evett. Everett. Jack Evans was pulled for an injury precaution. I believe he's going to be okay. But uh, he, he didn't clear the doctor's uh, you know, wishes, specifications. Whatever it was. But uh, he didn't make it. So Jack Evans will probably be in something else soon. But uh, good for Speedball. He is the new exhibition champ. They have been building him up to take that over for the longest time. So it is. Uh, it's about time that he did. Rosemary and Taya Valkyrie win the women's knockout tag team championships over to No Dashwood in Madison Rain. Uh, good match. Good match. Good solid match. These are four people who know how to work. Putting Taya and Rosemary together is uh, interesting. They were together before, before Taya left for WWE and then eventually came back. But uh, that pair is is uh, a lot of fun. Sammy Callahan, the returning Sammy Callahan, defeated Moose in a Monsters Ball match. More importantly, we saw that Callahan is back, and more importantly, we saw that Moose. That Moose. Uh, has a uh, vicious side, and he has one that can can really mix it up when he has to, because they were throwing everything, including the kitchen sink, at each other. But uh, Sammy wins out. Your tag team champions, the Good Brothers, retain their titles against the Briscoes. Afterwards, America's Most Wanna come down and toast everybody with beer. Um, solid match from the Good Brothers and the Briscoes. I see some some sort of wrinkle. Coming up pretty soon this week with with that particular that particular setup. Then we got the Impact Originals versus the Honor No More. Uh, it was announced that Davy Richards was the last person on the team, as it was Chris Saban, Alex Shelley, Frankie Kazarian, Nick Aldis, and. Uh, Davey Richards, who took on Eddie Edwards, Matt Taven, Mike Bennett, Vincent, and PCO. It's another multi-man match that, that it's kind of like an invasion angle, but it's really not. So, you know, kind of weird, kind of crazy. 
your Queen of the Mountain winner, Queen, King of the Mountain and Queen of the Mountain are, are one of the goofiest overall stipulation matches I've ever seen, but hey, they make it work. Your new Queen of the Mountain and Knockouts champ is Jordan Grace. And she defeated Ch- Tasha Steeles, Deanna Perrazzo, Chelsea Green, and Mia Yim. There were some crazy, crazy bumps and falls in this one. Go back and watch it. There was one where Perrazzo and Chelsea Green were on top of a ladder, went over the top rope, and slammed through a slammed through a uh, table and uh, looked pretty gnarly. And then Josh Alexander retains against Eric Young and continues to just baffle me as to what they're actually doing. Well, it is what it is. But that's all the action that they had this week. As I said, this Friday, Bellator 282, Musasi versus Evelyn. TFL 5 that I will be at. Hopefully you come by and check it out as well. Kapaloza versus Scheifel. On Saturday, UFC Fight Night. Sarukin versus Gamrock. Um, and uh, actually Forbidden Door is on Sunday at 8 where New Japan and AEW are going to mix it up in some of the best three matches and matches we've all wanted to see for a long long time including Tanahashi versus Moxley for the interim AEW World Championship so thanks for joining us I'm Jeremy the Impact York if you would like to follow us you can find us where any podcast can be found just look up Impact Media look up or check that sports show or Strong Style at the Impact 99 on all social media will find me. You can search for myself as well or at Team Impact Media on Twitter. Other than that, we'll see you guys next week. Go watch fighting. Check out the BFL.